We're also brought to you by our friends over at Sharp Focus Nutrition. Let's face it, when you go out and play golf, you probably don't eat and drink very well. Well, a couple hot dogs, a few beers, yeah, we get it. Sharp Focus Nutrition replaces all of that with a systematic way to not only stay replenished throughout your round, but to also improve your game in doing so. Go out to sharpfocusnutrition.com to learn about their system. Let them know that we sent you. Pick up a system right now, sharpfocusnutrition.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for all things golf, including in-depth interviews, new equipment highlights, and answers to golf questions you might be too afraid to ask. My goal? To help you learn more about the game so you can enjoy it even more. Let's dive in. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. Go ahead and give us a follow on all the social media channels at Golf Unfiltered. And, of course, you can find me making a fool of myself, usually, on any of those. Uh, I'm here on location at a partner, longtime partner, Cockhill Golf Course. I'm here with the general manager, Troy Newport. Troy, how are you today? Very good, thank you. Thanks for coming. Yeah, man, I'm glad we could do this. I live just down the street, as you know, <laughs> and uh, it's funny because uh, Mrs. Gu Kristen is actually hitting golf balls at the fantastic driving range you've got I down there. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> what do you guys got going on here? I mean, you've got like every time I'm here, there's something new at the driving range. Yeah, we kind of walked you through some uh, some construction stuff we're going in the clubhouse too. But we'll we'll start with the golf, the important stuff. So yeah, the the this is really the first full winter we've had those heated bays. The 21 add-ons that we did last year for yeah. Top Tracer has made a significant difference in winter business. Yeah, I believe. Obviously, the weather's been a little better in January and February this year than it's had in past couple years too. At least since I've been here, I was uh, up on four years that I've been here. So, but that has been easily the 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 biggest change to the facility um, from an operational standpoint. I mean, people, Glenn, as you know, yeah. Glenn Eagles is uh, no longer. Yep. And so that's 36 holes of reasonably priced golf in the area that's gone. So we feel like there's some, you know, connection to those folks looking for a place to hit golf balls or playing, yeah. playing simulator golf or something that they can do with top tracer. So, right. but we, we are doing more in the winter months now than we did during the season before we put top tracer. Oh, in holy cow. Month. Wow. So it has been, it's been a, a great move. We've got some uh, future plans that we may be able to add that I can't announce today, but we may be able to add to that area. So it's definitely a footprint we're looking to uh, try to capitalize on a little bit. Yeah, I mean, every time I'm out here, and I come out here a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, That's no good. problem. Get um, for clubs. And oh, yeah, stuff. all yeah. sorts of things. Um, <laughs> it is always just jam-packed. You've got two bars uh, near the driving range yeah. right now. Um and uh, during the summer months, you've got the food truck out there. You've even got bags out there. I see a bunch of kids out there playing bags mm-hmm. sometimes. I mean, would it be fair to say that the driving range area is getting closer to that entertainment slash golf academy? Or what's the vision long term with the, the driving range? Yeah, I mean, my, my vision, and I think the gyms have finally you know, gotten on board with this, is that is, is the entertainment part of it. It's, yeah. You know, certainly we have a great instructional program. I'll talk a little bit about some of the things that some of the instructors have won this year, which, um, Mm -hmm. you know, they aren't uh, 
Coggill employees per se, they're independent contractors, but they're a great group of instructors. And so they use some of the heated bays this time of year too. Mm -hmm. And then during the season, we use the, the bays for top tracer and some other things. So there's certainly an instructional element to it, but entertainment's kind of my, my focus is let's find a way in the winter it's a little harder to have the bar open because they're outdoor bars you stand up and right and kind of get your drink and there's no real place to sit down inside besides at one of the bays so we're looking to kind of um, uh, combat that a little bit but also just get it to where people have a place to go mm -hmm. to, to hit some golf balls have meet the friends go on date night mm -hmm. do what you i know i know you and mrs uh, uh <laughs> golf unfiltered are down there some some time together yeah. and, oh, yeah. and you know that's the that's the whole thing is is we have fully embraced that we don't think it's a com it's competition necessarily for the rest of the business it's right it's kind of a uh complimentary yeah i i think that's entirely fair and it's good too because you know as you mentioned you expanded recently within the last year i would guess yeah. uh that top tracer to all the bays um you've got some new hitting mats out there as well you got the individual heaters on the what is that the west side yeah we call it the archer side the so archer side okay the archer road yeah fair yeah, enough yeah, fair yeah, exactly yeah and you know i think it's great because like you said when i'm out here sometimes during the the evening you see every single type of golfer on the spectrum right you know you've got the people that obviously have never played the game before mm -hmm. ever but they're out here with their friends they're having a great time yep uh but then like recently over the last couple of days i've been out here earlier and mm -hmm. you've got the serious they want to come out and work on their game grinders, especially I the grinders <laughs> yeah and so you kind of hit to all fields and you've got the room for it so that's where i think you really this sets you guys apart too yeah the, uh, the other day i was out there there were four guys who were a little older than me so you know some people might call 25 them older, older yes exactly <laughs> but they were playing a game of of uh, you know videos or simulated golf on top oh, yeah. tracer. Mm -hmm. So they were literally in a foursome playing a scramble. I couldn't tell if they were playing a scramble or if they were playing against each other. Mm -hmm. So that kind of thing is is um, is very prevalent down there. I mean, it is kind of just trying to hit every potential type of golfer. I actually just I do a little bit of the social media uh, for the golf course myself. Um, and the other day I just put one up about, hey, if you don't have time to play golf, come and play two hours of video yeah. simulator or come, you know, hit some golf balls. But I really believe the interactive nature of the top tracer, the app and the, the mm -hmm. monitor and the screen is, is the key there. Yeah. And I've noticed, if you've noticed this too, around here, St. Andrews is putting in more. Oh, are they really? Kind of a sister course for us. Okay. And then also, is it Prairie Bluff? Prairie Bluff and Lockport. They're building an entire new indoor structure. Wow. That I'm sure is going to have top tracer because their first one does. Oh, wow. So, and it's probably as big as one of ours. Okay. Um, so but that's the nice thing is we've got more of these bays than anybody else right now. There's 42 of them that have heat and top tracer. There's one VIP room where you can, where it's closed in. It's got yeah. furniture. It's got a television. Yep. It's got special lighting if you want to do that in mm -hmm. the evening. So we're going to probably expand on that a little bit and take, maybe make a couple more bays um, available for hitting during the day, but also rentable at night for that kind of thing. Sure. So. It's just, you know, uh, I always tell people the next thing's ice cream, man. You know, I'm going to have some soft serve or something out there. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just, uh, uh, I, want it to be, I want it to be fun. The Gem 6 absolutely want golf to be fun. Right. Um, we'll talk a little bit about them if we have time. But, sure. um, yeah, that's, that's definitely the, the goal down there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're doing a great job out there. And obviously, I mean, all of that is in addition to the 72 holes that you have here already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got I mean, 72 you you got 72 holes of golf. Uh, you got a world-famous <laughs> one that a few people may have heard of, of Dubs Dread. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, anyone who listens to this podcast knows I talk about it every single time at the beginning of the show. <laughs> and, you know, obviously, 
really quick last thing on the um, the practice area. You also have events. So I know you've got the scotch and stogies you've had. You just yeah, had one yeah. recently. I mean, just people, one love, night. Yeah. people love this stuff. Yeah, because, I mean, when you're out there, it's just cool. The, the one before was the scotch and stogies. Everybody's having a, cig- a cigar, which yeah. not, normally we don't allow smoking in there. Sure. So it's like a one-off night, and they love that. Yeah. Uh, we had Revolution here the other night. Revolution Brewing right. was the sponsor. So it's usually something with an alcohol or sponsor, somebody who, who kicks in a little something for the players, and we mm. include it in the package. Um, and it's just a great time to come out. I mean, it's like a bowling league at the golf course. Yep. I mean, literally that. Right now, we, we haven't done the, the weekly league thing. We haven't really found a way, a time where that really fits for us and for customers. But the one-off uh, events, we've got another one coming up in March. Oh, okay. Um, and, and not to give us a plug, but we always this stuff is always on coghillgolf.com. You go to events. Plug away. That's why we're here. And you see, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you see the entire schedule on there at one glance. So you can sign up for an event that's in August if you want to right now yeah. to make sure you get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a ton of events on there. Uh, you can actually sign up and pay for them right there. So that's been really successful too. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Yeah, and you know, uh, like we said, you've got the the great golf courses here. You've got four golf courses. Um, last year, people in the Chicagoland area who have come here, they've probably noticed a few upgrades to the courses, including like the Cog Hill signage that you got now between mm-hmm. the ravines and Dubs Dread, which yep. I think is fantastic. That was cool. And last year you had the underrated golf tour here. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry's thing. You had really high caliber players, junior players here. It was an entirely different feel because I would come out here and again, shockingly mm-hmm. hit balls. <laughs> and I got kind of like this feel like, wow. Things are really upgrading around here, just visually, and you can kind of feel it. Um, more in store for this year. I, I don't know how much you could share, but yeah, that was absolutely. a big event. I mean, for for me, and I came from the uh, the background. I was with Shroom Golf for twelve years, yeah. and with that company, um, what the customer sees mm-hmm. was really important. Kind of brought that along with me. I mean, what what are the things we can do that that will be that will make the facility better visually, will make it more aesthetic, um, make it more pleasing to the eye, however you want to say that. But some of the uh, um, things like the Cog Hill signage, um, we had Barstool Sports here a couple years ago, yep. and they put up their, their little their slap-up one out there. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, man, it would be cool if we could just build those letters. Mm-hmm. And so we did a posting on social media after the season with all the people who took their pictures out there, yeah. like huge groups of people with the Cog Hill letters. Um, so that kind of stuff we're definitely going to continue doing. Also, we've got some other projects uh, that I think are in that vein. We got, we're looking at doing some things um, to aesthetically up, upgrade Dubs Dread a little bit in the mm-hmm. future. Nothing during, nothing disruptive of the season this year, but um, some some potential collaborations with some with a new brewer. We talked about a little right, bit. I right. can't exactly tell you who it is yep. now yet, but we'll continue to do Pollyanna's. Been very very um, uh, successful with the Coghill beers. Yeah, Pollyanna Brewing is a local Lamont. Uh, company yeah, here been great to work with mm-hmm. and they and they produced the beer for us and, and labeled it um, uh, with the Cog Hill we've got the range picker ale and we've got the that's a good one yeah <laughs> and for IPA people love that one I'm not a big IPA fan right but, uh, so you know just trying to do those kind of things I mean all in addition to trying to to make the golf courses look better mm-hmm. uh, we, we did bring in we have a new director of agronomy last year his first year he came from Butler National he oh. was a long time yeah. assistant there nice uh, Reed's done a really a really good job he's got a great crew uh, the golf courses, I think, by all accounts, were, were really, really good last year. They were. Um, I'm the new guy, as I said. Everybody else that works here has been here 20 years, it seems like. <laughs> so for me, number one and number three often get less of the conversation just because there's dubs and ravines. Of and, course. And, but those golf courses, turf-wise, were really, really good last year. The fairways were great. Greens were great. Uh, fun golf courses to play. 
um, you know, that word they always use, kind of sporty. Mm-hmm. But, they're, but they are fun to, to golf courses to play. So we're going to do some upgrading on golf carts this year, which I know some of our customers will say, oh, my God, finally. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, we're getting in that direction, too. Nice. Um, and we're going to have all four courses will have Tag Marshall GPS. Nice. Beginning uh, in April. Cool. Um, they've been great to, to work with. It helps us monitor play, which as we've gotten busier, everybody knows speed of play is. Uh, we, you and I have talked yeah. before, about it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also gives a customer side GPS a, a nice look too. So, yeah, um, I, my buddies from school and that know I'm in a golf business will always say, well, "What are you doing in the winter? Mm-hmm. You just sit around put your thumbs." Right? <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, it's been a crazy winter here. It's yeah, really." We're in your office now. I mean, it looks like you've been doing work. Yeah, so it's a lot of good. projects, a yeah. lot of things going on. So, um, once again, we're recarpeting the downstairs, mm-hmm. uh, recarpeting the upstairs, doing some refinishing wood floors. Um, we did one of the rooms that are used for reception. It looks end up really looking nice. So, for all those folks who think golf has been successful the last couple of years, yeah, it has. Yeah. Um, thanks to the Gem Six way of looking, they've always put tried to put things back into the facility when they were able to do so. So, um, there were some lean years back in the tough times, I'm sure. But uh, but there is there are some projects afoot for sure. One of the things that I really appreciate, you mentioned the gem sex. I mean, obviously, long-term family ownership here at Cog Hill. <clears throat> every time I come, maybe not every time, but a good percentage of the time, Mr. Gemsec is somewhere, and he will just say, be so thankful that everyone just comes. And he's just a super nice guy, and he makes his way around still. And, he, I mean, probably can't say enough about the work that they've done here at the course. Yeah, I mean, once again, being the new guy and, and, and the fact that um, I think people don't really – know sometimes they don't know much about it other they know who they are they sure. know they owned the property since 1951 so right. Catherine, who's the president now who i report to directly she's the third generation that's uh who i call mr frank mr <laughs> jemsick mr frank's uh, daughter yeah um she's the she's the middle child and but you know not just because i'm working here i've been doing i've done a lot of things in the golf business been a lot of places they've been they have been fantastic um they're a nice family they want people to enjoy themselves mm-hmm. they are thankful and grateful that people come and play golf here. Yep. Um, and I, when I say that, I, I mean, I think people know that just by like your reaction. Yeah. They literally say, yeah. thank you for coming. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. like, Oh yeah, no problem. Thanks yeah, for being here. Exactly. Yeah. And Frank <laughs> is, uh, uh, you know, there's just no other way. My wife and I, uh, we just, we refer to him as a sweetheart. Yeah. I mean, there's just, you know, he's six foot seven. He's a big dude, yep. but he's a big sweetheart. Yeah. And, uh, and he loves the golf business and he's had some minor health uh, challenges the last couple of years that have kept him a little slower than he would like to be. But, mm-hmm. Uh, but he's still out here doing his thing, and and um, and Catherine is as committed to the golf business as as he is for sure. So it's been it's been a great run for them. Hoping that uh, it's coming up on 2027 will be a hundred years for Cog oh, Hill. Wow! So that's another thing we kind of have on our sights. So what can we do special at that time? That's incredible. Um, now they've not owned it that whole time, but but it's been here for a hundred years as of yeah uh, 2027. So we had touched a little bit about some of the events that have gone on, not only at the practice area, but also on the golf course. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of big events. Last <laughs> year, you had the opportunity, and you had you felt very happy about having to host uh, a PGA event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe talk a little bit about uh, that. It was the first in your career. Is that what you yeah, told Yeah, that's it. I yeah. mean, I basically, I put something on social media, I think, about the first time that I that, – and I'm a, what, 1932-year member of the PGA. Nice. And um, – yeah, so it was the first time it actually had a, a national PGA event, mm. and it was the PGA Junior Championship, which is the best golfers, best junior golfers in the country. Yep. And 
but when you sign on to do one with the PGA, it's a whole different ball game. I mean, they want you know they're gonna have a, they have a weatherman on site. They have the, <laughs> I didn't know, I know that. that sounds hilarious, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, literally, he's the one that calls off play. You don't have to do any of that stuff. If, and we did have a call or two call offs. It was a rough week. Yeah. Um, and then they and then literally we have a, a room above the two four pro shop. That's a big huge room. They probably had fifteen people on site. Really? With like. You know, tech people, IT, social media, t- tournament ops. So it was a it was a big deal. Um, Catherine always wants to stay well connected with the PGA in the event that there's an opportunity to of do course. something in the yep. future. Yep. People always ask me, "Is that going to happen?" I'm the wrong guy to ask. I mean, <laughs> I've not been here long enough. I'm a little jaded as it comes to the modern golfer. I'm not sure we offer what Medina can offer from a clubhouse mm. and surrounding standpoint. Mm. But people, when they talk about when the tournament was here, just loved it. Yeah. Loved yeah. the parking, loved the golf course to get around and watch the golfers. So in any event, back, back to that, it's, um, you know, it's one of those things where, um, the PGA was, was very pleased with the event. We had a great time. The Good. staff loved it. Uh, some unbelievable scores. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these kids, I couldn't believe it. Well, looking at the scoreboards that were up here, I was like, holy cow. Yeah, no, it's a, to be 15 under or whatever he was yeah. on, on on Dubs, uh, or actually Ravines and Dubs together. But, um, yeah, so obviously we know all the all the young players are really, really good. But uh, the, the incoming president of the PGA was mm-hmm. here to do the announcements for the winners, and he's now John Lenders, now the PGA president. So, so it was it was great for us. It was a, a nice week. We were very happy to have it come, and we were very happy to see it go. I believe so. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get it. Totally. Well, you know, and I think it's interesting too because you know Coghill's got so many different. I like to call departments, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, you've got the great world class golf. You've got a little bit of the more common man golf, if you want that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You've got the practice area we've talked about. You've also got the top-notch academy, which, by the way, Kevin Weeks is probably the best instructor, if not one of the best, in the country. Just won the national PGA team exactly. every year. Yeah. There you go. And yeah. so you've got yeah. all of this going on, and it's almost like there's this, not to get too far ahead of myself, but there's almost this backdrop of, as the game continues to evolve and mature and change from a technology standpoint, mm-hmm. You just mentioned this is going to be almost 100 years in existence. You guys have done a pretty good job keeping up with everything, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think the, the, the bottom line of it is always that grow the game mentality way before there was the words grow the game was even anything, <laughs> right. right? I mean, and, and uh, once again, something I can't take credit for, but just that, that emphasis on we're going to provide access to the golf course. And, and, a, and a quick little story is when I got in, uh, interviewed here, it was all about the new manager needs to – um, you know, where they were interested in revenue. How do mm-hmm. we how do we build our revenue? How do we build revenue so we can do things? Mm. You know, like we're doing, like I mentioned, we're doing now. Um, so often, I'll run up against uh, the Gem Six wanting to do something that, frankly, doesn't build revenue, mm. and I'll have to say, well, now, okay, remember what? Yeah. remember what yeah. you hired before. Remember that's that part of the deal. But there are plenty of times that they make that decision that that doesn't go for. Uh, the easy dollar right. and gives and gives access to to uh, golfers and that's if that's the uh, youth on course thing which is a, an unbelievable deal for the golfers who are, are uh, uh, in that program mm-hmm. uh, family golf which if you ever talk to Mr. Frank it'll be the, one of the first things he ever mentions to yep. you um, and you know all the instructional we do the Lamont Park District um, instructional program yep. we're, we're involved with the uh, the uh, U.S. Adaptive Golf Association. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes, the list goes on and on, stuff that I, once again, it was here before I got here, 
but I always tell them, particularly Frank and Catherine, put their money where the mouth is when it comes to the grow to the game stuff. Yeah. And and you and I have gone back and forth a little bit in mm-hmm. social media on some of that stuff mm-hmm. too. Just like, yeah, you can pay lip service to it, or you can actually do it. Correct. Uh, yeah. And to do it costs you money. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the bottom line. So, <clears throat> what, even our PGA Junior League program, which is the second biggest in the country, is one of the lower price ones, which some of mm-hmm. the other golf courses aren't super excited about. Oh, Coghill only charges this for it, whatever. But it's not always just about you know making as much money on those pro- programs as right. you can. Yeah, no, that's that's entirely fair. I mean, even the youth on uh, course initiative that you mentioned, and they've been on the show in the past. I mean, mm-hmm. they're charging five dollars for people to or for their kids members to come out and play right. courses that which are they would charge you and I much more than that. And that's the way it should be. That's literally like you said. That's literally putting your money where your mouth is, yeah. getting people on the golf course and. It's good that people are uh, are welcoming. Yeah, I've never asked you the question of like where did you, where did you learn to play the game? But I learned to play the game on an eighteen hole par three golf course. Wow, that was affordable at the time, right? I couldn't play the eighteen hole golf course. Not that we were dirt poor or anything, but they, it was ex- still considered an expensive game. Yeah, and um, so then got a, a pass when I started playing high school golf to play at the at our local municipal golf course, and that's where you know I started just playing as much as I could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what, how did you, where did you start? So playing? it's funny you ask. Um, so I, I cut my teeth at like public courses, Inwood Golf Course and Joliet okay. is I where I'm from. Yeah. yeah. But I also, I would say I learned the game, how to get better at the country club that I worked at, okay. at Joliet Country Club, the now defunct Joliet right. Country right. Club. Yeah. But so I kind of yeah. like got to see both sides right. of it. But as you and I have talked about many times, I have a preference and that's public golf. Yeah. I mean, mine is. I would say my preference is to play public golf, but yeah. it's definitely to work at your public golf course. Yeah, I've yeah. Done, I have done the general manager job at both a private club and a um, and several public golf courses, and there's no comparison for me. It's just the mm-hmm. world that I grew up in that I'm Same. most familiar with. Um, and here it is. Um, we've got a great mix of what I would call blue-collar, white-collar golfers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to get to see everything, and the people who come back are the people who love the place. You're not going to, you know, about a thousand with them every time but they come back here because they have a lot of loyalty to mm-hmm. to cog hill and um and the fact that they that they truly do love to to come here and play golf yeah and so you know it's it is certainly different than a private club experience by from what i've uh, been involved in but but it's preferable for me for sure yeah i totally agreed and, and last thing i'll mention and we could certainly mention more things if you if you would like to but um you do offer passes. You offer. Uh, would you say it's a membership? I know that it's kind I, of I will filtered. Not say it's a yeah, exactly. Okay, because it's it's gotten away from that. I yeah, think. Yeah, it is. And because, you know, if you ask a consultant to start one of these businesses from the ground up, they would always tell you, "Don't do this," because mm. you, you're better off uh, managing a public a daily fee golf course uh, if you have enough traffic potential. Mm-hmm. Price it for where people can afford to play on a pay by pay, pay as you play basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is where, and you guys all know this, um, somebody's going to play 150 times and just get get you down to $40 a round right, on Dove's right. yep. you know, yep. Well, in my opinion, nobody should pay $50 a round to play Dove's Dread, but Agreed. that's just, you know, we've kept that program in place. We've, we've certainly increased the price on it mm-hmm. and reduced some of the benefits from the program because we want to tailor it to really that person who's willing to pay mm-hmm. a reasonable amount um, on a volume discount. Now, do you guys um, still do the dynamic pricing as well? And we do. The dynamic okay. pricing is a different program, and that is more allows us easily to price based on when the busiest times are. Okay, yeah. Um, 
and and it's kind of an algorithm thing where it's done automatically or we can adjust it like i can go right now and change the price for tomorrow mm -hmm. on our on our software um and that has been as big a difference for us from a revenue standpoint during COVID as any other decision yeah the customer people always are reluctant to put that in because they think the customer is going to hate it right the customer already doesn't hate it they already do that to the chicago bulls yep. cubs yep airlines you name it doesn't it really if you're in that business you're not doing dynamic pricing you're kind right. of missing the boat yeah i agree uh, it doesn't yeah. mean all pricing will be higher we do have some times in the afternoon where we've made those prices lower than what they used to be mm -hmm. um but you've got to you, you've got to get you know um the most money for your premium times. Yeah. And that's really on Saturday. We only have so many Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning tea times that we can, that we can put out there. So yeah, it's only um, so much time in a day. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, I had a buddy used to own a movie, movie, um, uh, theater and it was all about, you know, he would almost give away the tickets so he could sell the snacks. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you, you bought those before, right? Yeah, absolutely. So butts in the seat were really important to him. And, um, did you notice that AMC is doing dynamic pricing now? They just they are. People are just their their heads blew off, and yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Is, that totally makes sense. Would I pay more to sit right in the center of the theater than sit in the first row with my head, you know, craned mm -hmm. up? Look, yes, I I will. Hundred percent. I think there yeah. probably will be people who do that too. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, so those kind of things, little tweaks, have been important to the business. Obviously, timing is really if your timing's great in life, you're lucky. And I, mine is ten, mine has has been fairly good. I come here the year before COVID started. We thought it was going to oh. end the golf business. As it turns out, it's been a huge boom for the golf business. Yeah. So uh, that was nice timing, even though there was nothing nice about COVID, obviously. No, right, right. No, it was definitely a catalyst to, to many good things in the game. And in addition to doing all the work you do here, you're a huge golf fan in general. Uh, there, was, there was a little bit of a... a small i think maybe one or two people heard of it netflix series that came out mm -mm, hadn't and, heard of it <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, you're working through full swing obviously mm -hmm. last week yeah. on this show we uh, me and dan actually talked a little bit about our thoughts but what, what is your takeaway from full swing so far well I, I mentioned earlier before we went on air here that i'm i'm obviously a 32 year pga member so I, i'm gonna take the pga tour side i feel sure. like the, it's always been the best players it's always been the and for a lot of a lot of the time obviously it was the only game in town yeah so I get how over time somebody might look at, hey, how can I find a way to, you know, you could talk about the AFL and the NFL back, oh, in, yeah. back in those days and yeah. and, and all that. Um, but I certainly feel like the stable players that the PGA Tour has held on to, mm -hmm. for whatever argument you want to make there, uh, if you look at the leaderboard from last weekend. Yeah, pretty good at the Genesis. And I posted yeah. something on, on Twitter about, well, look at this one. Yeah, this is a pretty good – and and the people who are, who are really big into to the live stuff – They'll take the first day's um, tournament scoreboard and post it. Right. Well, yeah, it's always you know it's like yeah. the, like mm -hmm. in the old days in the PGA Championship, it used to be four club pros and a and a journeyman pro would be in the top of exactly. The, you know, but yeah. by the end of the week, they're not. And so I, I I love the stable players the tour has right now. I guess would be my answer to that. Yeah. Um, I think it's given Rory an, a unique chance to become the face of the PGA Tour, mm -hmm. which I think that was a some that was a missing spot after Tiger. You know. Uh, got older and had his issues and um so it's yeah i think the the i love the the episode about joel damon i thought he was the kind of guy that I, a lot of people love that one it for sure. hurt me when he would say i, I you know i don't think i'm good enough to be a top yeah. you know because he talked about that a little bit isn't Can that you wild talk yourself into yeah. positiveness I don't, i'm not the 
most positive yeah. guy in the world. But somebody I, has to be the seventieth best player yeah, in the world. Yeah, but I can't imagine yeah. me. You know, even yeah. as, even as self-effacing as I can be, it's hard for me to say. Well, somebody needs to be the one hundredth best general manager in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Why not me? Right. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I thought it was really interesting and uh, and. And the stuff with Justin and, and uh, Jordan is cute, obviously. I think sure. that's um, good stuff. So, yeah, I, I think it's – I've already read it's not going to be to golf what Formula, what the Formula One show was to, right. to racing. Because right. my daughter, who's never watched a Formula One race in her life, can tell you all about that. Oh, that does show. she watch Drive oh, and yeah. Survive? She's a yeah. 27-year-old yeah. female, yeah. loves yeah. to play golf, but loves the NBA, but had no – but she loved that show. You know, so I don't know if it's going to be that kind of show for golf, but – um, I thought it was kind of funny. They started off kind of defining the golf terms. You know, Every episode. Bogey. Yeah, bogey yeah. is this. And, and I'm like, okay. Did you, you know, know that a professional golf tournament lasts 72 holes? <laughs> that there's a cut in between? <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. that was a very interesting choice, but yeah. okay. And then I did think that, that I mentioned to you that I think the live thing was early on in that show, so they didn't get right. to delve into it quite as much. And I don't know. I don't. I, I think where the money comes from is always problematic. Agreed. I, I'm sure that their PGA tour gets its money from people who are of rather unsavory. So, um, there's a limit to that, I think like all things, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time. I told somebody when it first started, I, you know, never envisioned golf business talking about this kind of stuff. Crazy, isn't um, it? So it's, uh, it'll be interesting. This year I think will be a big year to see how, how it pans out. Yeah. I think live has another year. They got unlimited money, another year to show whether they can put up the kind of, leaderboards and interests that, that even get close to matching the tour. Yeah, I mean, I think at some point it just becomes an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. If nobody's watching, and, yeah, you could throw money at it, throw money at it, bring Thomas Peters at the time of this recording just came over yeah. to live. I mean, But it's Thomas Peters. But it's Thomas mm-hmm. Peters, right. you know. I mean, and it's interesting. I, I don't know who you felt. Was there a golfer in the episodes? Because I know you're still working through the episodes. Mm-hmm. Was there a golfer so far where your opinion changed on them? Um, the two live guys so far that I've watched, I mean, I was floored by the Brooks, Brooks Kepka stuff. Yeah. I, I would have never thought he would have allowed himself to be on video showing that much doubt. I agree. You know, once again, he, he knows he's on video. It's not like it's, uh, you know, it's not like it's captured without his knowledge. Right. I just thought it was very interesting. I think Ian, although I'm not a huge fan, helped himself a little bit. Mm. I think they helped him with the family stuff. Yes. I mean, you show five or six people around the dinner table and you're having fun with your kids on the plane and all that stuff. That helps you regardless of yeah. who you are. And so, you know, kudos to him if that's that's uh, that's really the thing with him and that's part of that decision-making process. But mm. um, no, is the answer to that. I don't think it's changed <laughs> my opinion 100% for, for anybody. Yeah. It's not made me dislike anybody or like anybody more. Uh, what's coming up? You watched the whole thing so far. I mean... Well, I mean, depending there's on... There's a Rory episode. The Rory's a, the last episode. I yeah. mean, I don't think there's really too much, not to spoil anything, but I don't think yeah. there's too much that you don't already know yeah, about that, him. Insiders are going to know this. Exactly. Now, right? We're I mean, not the demographic. Right. 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 I mean, yeah. we're, we're watching it because we're because of this. Who, exactly. We can talk to our buddies about it or who people in the golf business and what do you think about it and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're not trying to they're trying to bring us in for the first time. No. But it, it is a really interesting time. Um, golf was a niche sport when I got into the business. Simply put, yeah, it, was, it did not have the mass appeal, or the you know, or the big market platform that it does now. Mm. So that has changed. But then you add this element to it, um, yeah, it's a big deal. I'm yeah. looking forward to watching the rest of it and seeing, seeing what happens. Um, 
Do any of those guys, you don't have to name names, do any of those guys make their way out here every so often? Any tour players? You know, not that often. Mm -hmm. um, we've got more non-tour players. Yeah. Um, you got a lot of celebrities yeah, that come we have, out Yeah, here. we have people, <laughs> and I posted something recently about Evil Knievel, which is just a thing for me. I'm sorry, he's not with us any longer. But I, I grew up at that age when, when it was, a, you know, he was doing these crazy jumps and stuff. But he, uh, there's a, still a video available on the internet show, that shows him talking about his gambling. He used to bring his marks out here. Really? Park his RV because Mr. Joe Jamsick would let him park his RV in the parking lot. He had to have special permission. Yeah. And he would play, he would gamble against his buddies out here at college. No kidding. Yeah. On the course? Big time gambler. Yeah. About well, a that I knew. nine handicap or so. Really? And they, there's a couple of pictures of his golf swing. It's not bad. Mm -hmm. um, but just, an, you know, talking about confidence. I mean, you know, that was no Brooks Kepka thing there. I mean, no. that, that guy, <laughs> that guy thought he was great at everything he did. You know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, not to mention any names, not to throw sure. any names out there, but, yeah, certainly we get our share of baseball players, basketball players. Yeah. Uh, the the delightful Mr. Bo Jackson plays out here he, uh, a little uh, bit. And, uh, frequently. He's very nice to people when he's out here, from my understanding. Uh, I talked with him briefly on the on the putting green one time, and my brother-in-law was sitting in the cart. Mm. And I didn't want to do the whole introduction thing because that's weird. Not like he knows me very well. Right. But when I went back to the cart, he's like, uh, was that Bo Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> like we were talking about his charitable outing and stuff. He yeah. doesn't, doesn't know me, wouldn't know me from Adam, but it was very nice to me when I told him who I was. Um, you know, Ozzie Guillen plays out, yeah, plays golf out here quite a bit. Um, and, you know, that to me, the golfers who are in the area and close enough here, they get treated like they're a regular customer, mm -hmm. which here I hope is, is well. And I think that's part of what they like about it too. Yeah. <clears throat> As you know, I mean, just real quick side note on that. I mean, you know, I'm out here all the time. I don't live far. <laughs> I would agree. Every single person, I'm not just saying that because we got microphones in front of mm -hmm. our roof, but every single person I've come in contact here, they've just the best customer service. They're, yeah. they're always nice. I mean, that's a reflection on you guys uh, as far as what you instill and just they're good people all, oh, all across the board. That's it. You pick, I mean, I've finally, after many years of, you know, listening to management stuff and doing leadership things and, and trying to trying to be as good at that as I can be, understand that you pick good people with good character and good attitudes, and you and you make them into what you want them to be employee-wise. Yeah, because yeah. you can't do the other way around. I mean, right. and they did that here for a long time, which is really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and then when people come, and Nelly Corda and, and Will Zalatoris were here last fall. Right, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. And when people come and they're just kind and they don't ask for a bunch of stuff, and you can tell they're just not into that that's really refreshing yep. both, both of them were we got we got pictures for social media with both of them and they were just very kind and and they were here they're getting paid to do a sure. do a thing which right. i get that but i've you've seen it and i've seen it when people are, are more prima donnish and and it's not it, it doesn't oh, leave yeah. a good taste in your mouth and, and so it's always nice when people like that are here and um and then there'll be days when i'm off on a sunday yeah and somebody shows up you know it's like Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I yeah, forgot about that. that. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, so it was not like two, I was going to run out there. Right, two of the three, or <laughs> the three, I don't, yeah. I don't know uh, how many. I don't. Are, I, yeah. I try to act like I don't know because I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting here just talking, listeners, just like, oh yeah, Backstreet Boys. We got mm -hmm. the whole you know album catalog. And yeah, because so they were in town doing a show and they wanted to play some golf and they got a hold of somebody and yeah, yeah, it was um, very cool, but. We have a we have a connection with uh, the Black the Chicago Blackhawks, yep. uh, the, the Chicago White Sox. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just being uh, the Coghill name and Coghill brand, which once again I have nothing to do with as far as getting it where it is now. Um, 
it gets you affords you a lot of recognition and people want to come see what it's all about so yeah. that's, that's kind of cool definitely for sure <clears throat> so uh, as far as golf in general i mean obviously it's a changing time in golf we're talking about full swing we've talked about all the cool stuff that you got going on here and other courses of your stature are doing similar things what would you say is your outlook for the game itself right now is it strong could it be better what do you think yeah, I mean, I think I'll cut it into two things, short-term sure. and long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, short-term, I think that we're still pretty bullish on um, uh, on the game of golf in the next couple seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, economically things uh, stay decent, and people are still going to look for something to do outside, which they were doing in, during COVID. Mm-hmm. My, my concern was always what this next generation, what the generation in the 20s and 30s were going to do. Were they going to spend money and throw themselves into this sport? Mm-hmm. Um I'm starting to see more of that out at Coghill, just anecdotally. More people coming out, playing golf, having a couple beers, playing some music in their golf cart, yep, and having you know a recreational time. Yeah, um, time is the important element in that sentence because it takes four to five hours to play a round of golf, mm-hmm. eighteen holes. So people need to have that, be able to make that enough time once or twice a week to make it good for us in a business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm, opt- I'm I'm guardedly optimistic in the short term. Uh, the long term, I think, depends on what it depended on in the 90s and the 2000s, which is supply and demand. Yeah. I mean, I, we still we're starting to get where we're going to starting to build some more golf courses nationally. Finally, when it was on, when there were more places closing than right. opening for years. For the first time in a long time. Overbuilt like crazy in the 90s. I was in the business during that time. Tiger boom. Um, yeah, I worked in a development course that got built because they were going to build houses and why not build a golf course, right? right, right. Well, unfortunately that didn't help the supply demand picture. So I think it all depends on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us at Cog Hill, Glen Eagles being closed, there's 400 new homes going to be put over there. People looking for something to do. Can we capture that part of the market? Uh, we also do wedding receptions and social events here. Mm-hmm. And it's a really popular place to do that. We had our wedding reception here. Yeah. Or uh, shower. Oh, yeah? It was a I long didn't even time know ago. That. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had our okay. winter shower okay. in this building. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's close. It's reasonably priced. It's not crazy. They don't poke you in the eye price-wise. Um, it's a nice building. The staff's good. So, I mean, all the things that make it a nice place to, to have those. So we have, you know, 60 to 75 wedding receptions a year. That's nice. Let's do the math. That's that's more than one a weekend yeah. um, on the average. So uh, it's just a unique place that I think is really well positioned to do uh, to do okay in, in the uh, even in the long term, but the question becomes, what do we need? What do we need to add to the facility in order to, for, to keep doing that? Yeah. And I think part of it is the entertainment factor, upgrading the facilities, upgrading the, the golf carts, upgrading the the, the grounds, mm-hmm. all, all mm-hmm. those things that people see, and that's my goal. That's what I want to do. I mean, I, you know, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to put 30 years in at Coghill like Nick did before me. Right. 39. Yeah. So in the short time, <laughs> I always told him I can't break his record. Yeah. So, but all those times uh, or all those things we'd like to do to kind of elevate the business a little bit. Nice. Nice. Do you ever foresee, uh, and once again, listeners, we're talking to uh, Troy Newport, GM over at Coghill. Uh, do you ever foresee having events, whether it be music, whether it be dinners where people would come to Coghill as a, a social spot and not necessarily around golf? Yeah, we've talked about it. We've gotten mm. fairly close to some kind of unique ideas to do that. Mm-hmm. But the question always becomes, are you ready to step outside of your 
core business, you know? Right. And with family businesses, t- typically they don't usually do very much of that because mm-hmm. they become so good at the business that they're doing, yeah. right? So I don't know. I, I think that for us, it's like, can we do more of the social and entertainment things that are attached to golf? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and can we give people, can we give the, a parent who's dropping their, their child off for a lesson? Or a podcast guy who's who's doing a podcast and his wife is down the track. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> can we can we give them something to do that 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 um, fills their time? They enjoy. They'll come back and do um, and bring their family members and do you know um, those kind of events with them. I, I think that's more likely going to be the, the direction we go. I mean, okay. we can already serve six hundred meals to a golf outing, which yeah. nobody else can to do space wise. We've got this big pavilion that we use in the summer. Um, it's just, you know, 30-some years in the golf business is a really unique place. A lot of different things can happen here. Right. Um, and so I'm, even though these projects have been daunting this winter, I'm looking forward to 2023, see what we can get done. Excellent, excellent. Well, folks, we're right up against the time. Uh, awesome. This is, uh, this is going to be the first of, I think, a few this year that Troy and I are going to do. I now have the capability to come and, and do this with you. Nice. We can pick out some golf-related topics. And there we, we can, go. You know, talk just go about, for it. You know, just kind of freeform it a little You're bit. You're a cigar guy, too. And so um, we, we, this we, time of year, I'm that. looking for warm days when I can just sneak one Today's in. Today's not bad. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm considering it later. <laughs> I got to actually go check my humidor when I get home because it's been sitting all these months. I'm like, oh, I got to yeah, make sure not, they're okay. I'm not a one-a-day guy or anything like that, but, yeah. I, but I do enjoy occasionally uh, – it's the relaxing forty-five minutes or so you get to have. Put right. some headphones in. Maybe listen, a book you know, or something. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's uh, it's enjoyable. So yeah. we'll have to do that together sometime Absolutely. too as well. We need to do that, yeah. and uh, we'll do dinner again uh, soon down here. It's a really uh, for those who live in the area. Downtown Lamont is. Uh, we are floored by it. It's frankly. great. We didn't know what we were getting into when we yeah. moved to Lamont, and you know, there's six or seven or eight nice places to mm-hmm. eat. If you like to go to bars, there's places down there. There's yep. there's all the street festivals in the summer. And every type of bar you could think of. Yeah. Too. No, yeah. it's really, I mean, this is not a, you know, uh, Lamont-sponsored uh, podcast. No. But, but it is. Uh, but I would accept it. <laughs> <laughs> they would consider that. Yeah. Okay. But it is a cool little town. We did not know what we were getting into when we right. uh, when we moved there. And then it, all of a sudden, COVID hit. We couldn't do anything. Right, right. But now we're kind of back at it. So it's, it's, yeah. it is a neat place. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you for your long-term uh, partnership with uh, our podcast and website as well. And once again, folks, that's Troy Newport, General Manager of Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. Thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. Always happy to do it. Nice to talk with you, Adam. 